if I've got, I don't know, maybe five or 10 minutes and I want a quick release, you know the kind, I know the exact toy that'll do the trick. Or I know the exact friction and rhythm to deliver with my hands in order to do it too. But if I want to slow things way down for a totally different experience, when I'm not in a rush, when I can spend some true quality time with myself, there's some very specific accessories that I like to grab. Sometimes I blindfold myself or I dim the lights really low. Sometimes I use a feather up and down my arms while vibey music plays in the background. Sometimes I get as much of my body involved as I possibly can. I run my hands through my hair, down my face, and I let my fingers dance all over the surface of my skin. I put pressure on my inner thighs. I take my sweet time seducing myself before ever touching my genitals. And when I'm properly warmed up and efficiently lubed up, one of my favorite new bedroom accessories to reach for is the Oh My C from Ioba. I'm not sure what mechanism is in this thing, but the toy has a little nub that rotates at different speeds, so it mimics the sensation of being orally stimulated. It's nice, it's light, and it's quiet. Sometimes the sounds of my toys can actually take me out of my experience, so a softer, quieter toy is incredibly appreciated. I make sure to take deep breaths as I let the pleasure and sensation build, breathing it throughout my body, and when the time is just right, I pick up the speed of the rotation and I ride a full body wave of ecstasy. This is one of many acts of devotion I choose to regularly deliver to myself. And it's not about what my partner can or cannot give to me. It's about taking time to be with myself in my pleasure, doing anything and everything that feels good for me. If you're looking for a quiet, high-quality, beginner-friendly, super-cute vibe that doesn't actually vibe too hard, my personal recommendation is the Oh My See from Ioba. See the show notes for details and a discount. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Hello, That Sex Chick listeners. It is not just I on the show today. You also have... Jordan Marie Spoutich. Bryn Bunny Marhepka. <laughs> Kimmy Inch, a.k.a. Mistress Nina Payne. Come and on. we have a really full episode for you today because... I feel like my body temperature is going Same. a little high. It's just going like we're, we're going to break down an event that we were at this past weekend. And while the Sex and Love Co. team was there in full force, was us, myself, Jordan, Bryn, plus Jamie. We were there over the weekend, but we got to be participants because Mistress Nina Payne held the container so beautifully that we got to be students and we got to really go into our own learnings and education and introduce something super cool to our friends and our community that they'd never, most of them had never experienced before. And so this episode is all about the fun, weird, kinky, awesome, delicious shit that happened to us very recently. (laughs) (laughs) So to kick it all off, I would love before I jump into looking at the weekend and what we did, I would love for you to take a moment and introduce yourself a little bit further to the That Sex Chick audience. You got it. So my name is Kimmy Inch, also known as Mistress Nina Payne, and I've been a professional dominatrix for well over 15 years all over the world. 
Um, and eventually being a Dom, I started learning from all the masters um, throughout Asia, throughout Europe. And eventually it led me to coming back to New York City, where I'm from, and teaching women how to be dominatrixes at different houses. Mm -hmm. And because there was such an interest in this information, um, they started to recommend that I do this more for the public so they could bring their boyfriends and their roommates. And a lot of people were interested in learning. And as soon as I started bringing my classes to the public, that's when the book 50 shades of gray came out <laughs> and the rest is history in that sense, because everybody in their housewife and their mother wanted to learn about kink. Um, but I felt like there was still more to it than that. Um, more to just teaching someone how to tie someone up, teaching someone how to spank another person. What I had discovered through my own personal experience was the, the healing and the empowerment you can find through kink. So I went back to school to study somatic therapy to also include that in my sessions and in my offerings. So mm. I do a little bit of everything from entertainment, education to empowerment with all things uh, kink and sex related. Mm. That's good shit. Yeah, for real. It's, it is everything a fellow sex educator could be looking for and more right. to learn from themselves. I think um, I'll speak for myself. I'll rephrase all of that and speak for myself. When I think about going to workshops or learning from someone, it's I'm looking for someone who is decorated in that way. They have the life experience. Then they go, oh, here's where I can help a little bit more. And then they go even deeper. And it's not that they had to become this very decorated scholar before they ever got started. And they talk a lot about things that could happen, but they lived a lot of that and then brought the education in and kind of blended it all together. And so I'm usually looking for like, where's my little sweet culmination of all of these things. Yeah. And then I want to learn from you. And so yes. um, a fellow mentor of ours and friend, um, Lori Handlers yeah. was actually our connect. Love her. Love her too. She's been on the show. <laughs> ding. Yes. Yeah, ding. ding. Exactly. <laughs> She's been on the show. So has, um, her counter to the Tantra BDSM programs that they do. Um, Ohm, they've both been on the show. Lori's Lori has come on. She's talked about sex and aging and how she only discovered certain types of sex and Tantra after 50 and then only discovered certain types of DS in that world after I think 60, 65, something crazy like that. And so mm. um, how I was introduced to you is through Lori. She was adamant about seeing me the one time she was here teaching um, at an ISTA and I walk into the, to the house. I, I squeeze it into my schedule. I'm like, I have to see Miss Lori uh, before she flies out. She gives me the address and she just tells me I'm at this lovely person's house. You have to meet them. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, There's a lot of people that she, you know, she could introduce me to, or there's a lot of cool people in Austin. And so I, I opened the door and I walked in the house and I looked to my left and it just says, yes, mistress on the wall. And there's a bed with the posters around it with like loops. And I'm like, where did you just invite me? And there's a St. Andrew's cross and the spanking bench. There's a spanking uh -huh. bench. These there's, are my people. I was like, and then on the other side, it looked very, um, more like puja oriented. Like you could go in there and have like a squishy Meditate. wagon wheel meditation, something on the other side. And I was like, my mind is currently being blown right now at what's available in yeah. front of me. And then there's little Lori. Hi, you know, by the way. Yeah. And it was a super quick, like, uh, quick passing, meet Kimmy, Lex, vice versa, you know, happy meeting. And then Ms. Lori and I just went and chatted for a minute. And then I was like, I have to take this lady's card. Uh -huh. And then fast forward. And we had 
our most recent time mm-hmm. together, oh. which is super cool. And I'm excited to talk about it. You got intimately connected with that house. I'm so glad I made such a positive first impression and that you wanted to come back and learn more. I, know, I remember I <laughs> took a little tiny video of the room and I sent it to Jordan. I was like, look. <laughs> oh, and I looked. <laughs> I looked up Kimmy goals. online and I was like, oh, she's badass. Went to your website and the buzzwords, yes. conscious kink. I was like, I'm a sucker for an alliteration mm-hmm. and conscious. It's in the name, conscious bro. And I was talking to you, babe, about we should like have a session with her. And then the conversation opened up. We should have an, like an event with her. And then mm, yeah. Did. And then we did. <laughs> Life is cool. The it work, cool. the work. I love our jobs. I, I think we said it a hundred times throughout the weekend. I would just look at Alexa and go, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me but into this world. Can I also like, just take a moment to acknowledge the courage that it takes to actually come to events like this. Not, mm, I mean, you totally. organized it, sure. but there is such courage in moving into these spaces. Like, get people all the time. Like, what books do you recommend? And I can recommend all the books. Right. And that's all well and good, but really where you learn is through the experience mm-hmm. and through mm-hmm. the action. And a lot of people are intimidated by that process, but you guys like really showed up in your courage and mm-hmm. your vulnerability, you know, and, you. and your sexy outfits, <laughs> the best <laughs> look, part, <laughs> look really sexy and hot. And, um, yeah, that's, that's amazing to sort of venture mm-hmm. into the unknown, um, mm-hmm. which, uh, Esther Perel says, you know, Eros, it, where that resides is in the unknown and it's connected Ooh. to the the creativity and the power and all the things that we crave. So mm-hmm. I so think that's good. amazing. So sexy. <laughs> love that semester. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I loved about this event, one of many things that I loved about this event is how intentional every aspect of it was. Um, we learned for a full day and a half before we even had the opportunity to play with others. That was a big piece to this particular event that unfolded and the prep work started the whole week really Mm -hmm. leading up to from putting um, everybody who was attending into, you know, not letting anyone else purchase a ticket Mm -hmm. and then closing the container as far as how, who was going to be there and then putting everybody into a private text thread and then making sure everyone was orienting even before they got there. They got homework. They got homework too. So I want to ask about the homework a little bit because you started us off with checklists and quizzes. You got the buzz started. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do you personally prepare for an event like this? And what went into you choosing the things that you had to start with? Yeah. So we, yeah, like you said, we were planning this for a long time and really curating it and wanted to specialize it for the group. And, um, sending out the kink checklist was one to gain more information, but also to start getting people in the mindset of what could be possible as far as kink. And this kink checklist covers a lot of different topics. Some of them may be considered a little more hardcore than others. Um, but it was just sort of like, what's possible? What are you feeling like you might be open to now? What's a baby toe in the shallow end of the pool? Or what could be something that you'd be really excited to dive right into the deep end of the pool with? And as far as the quiz we sent you, that was Jaya's erotic blue blueprint quiz, Mm -hmm. which is a part of the lesson plan over the weekend. And we really were curious about what turns this group on Mm -hmm. and what seemed to be more prominent in the group. There was a lot of energetics. There were a lot of sensuals. um, And it was a great mix of people, but it was interesting to figure out ways of approaching the group that would feel safe and exciting for everybody. So yeah, that sort of level of care is something that we're all about because when I create a scene for my clients, I like to get as much information as possible so that I can take them to places they've never been before. And that all takes a lot of time and preparation. Mm. I love that. And so team. Yes. 
what was going through your mind and what were you feeling in your body in preparation? So I'll ask Kimmy again about the the physical preparation and the physical space that she created in a moment. But I want to hear from y'all emotionally and in the and the preparation. What was going through your mind? I can start. So um, there were a couple of levels to the preparation. So the first level that I noticed was I was actually very calm, and I reflected on that a lot throughout the week of. What was the work I've had to do actually a year and a half leading up to this experience? And we actually unpacked this as a team earlier in the week on our Monday team meeting, but the confidence and comfortability and the depth at which I had started to unpack my sexuality really helped me to prepare for this event because had I gone to a play party a year and a half ago, would it have been Amazing. Absolutely. I would have probably had a great time, but the depth in which I was able to go was so much greater because I've been in this space now for a year and a half. So the first thing I noticed was I was incredibly calm, but the second layer to that was, um, there were some things I had to do to get right within myself in order for me to get clear on my boundaries and my ability to show up as the woman I wanted to be, which was a woman who was confident and expressed and embodied. And I had to have a couple of clearing conversations with people coming to the event that either I had previous relationships with or needed to clear some things. I wanted to come into that experience really clear and without charge because as we know, sex moves energy very quickly. And Alexa actually encouraged me to have some uh, important conversations with people that it could have gone sideways with. It could have led to me unpacking jealousy, sadness, um, emotion just throughout the whole experience. Not that there's anything wrong with that because I loved actually how you encourage that. Like all of you is welcome here, but I didn't want that to be my whole time crying (laughs) in the bathroom because I saw so-and-so playing with so-and-so. And so it was really twofold. It was this like witnessing of the calmness that I already had while simultaneously prepping by having important conversations. And then of course, buying some kinky as fuck outfits. That was really fun. (laughs) We did, um, what was supermarket sweepstakes? (laughs) Literally. You should have seen us sprinting through this mall like an hour before the event. Because we did know that the event was coming. We're glutton for punishment. We, exactly. We didn't know it was planned and we, you know, and so since it was such a last minute thing, we had to go to the mall today. Popped out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was a hot mess. Anyway, thank you, Bryn. You're welcome. Conscious bro. Well, I'll start with where you left off. Um, You were running almost late. And so I said, baby, we're going to integrate some of our wonderful Dom sub dynamics into this. Mm, That's what it was. This is what it was. Now we hear the story. Yep. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And so this is something we've integrated into our life to be better people from like a personal development perspective is BDSM kind of energy. And so Lex can be late sometimes and she doesn't want to be. And like, who wants to be late? She wants the quality to of my character. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and so instead I of tell new fighting friends it, this. <laughs> instead of fighting it, we got some inspiration from some friends. Like, how can we work with this and have it be fun and effective? And so as you were out getting your stuff, we were texting back and forth and having some fun playing. I said, okay, what time can you be home? And like, can you commit to? And if you don't, you'll be punished. And if you do, you'll be rewarded. 
and she yes. walked in the door on the minute. Oh, <laughs> I, I pulled in. I pulled in. Well, that's pulling in. That was nope, two minutes. I walked in the, in the minute before yep. f- at 544. And so I told her on Tuesday I would get a reward, which was yesterday. Oh, and get I a got present. a reward. Yeah. I got a fun little swing for us. Ooh, so that's job. one example of the preparation. And that entire week, we were in a fucking hot, awesome energy. Mm-hmm. We had sex almost every day. I think there was one day we didn't. Mm-hmm. And But even beyond that, it was like, it was so fun. It was very playful. It was very sincere. And one of the experiences was incredibly healing, like yeah. really and unexpectedly so. We didn't necessarily go into it intending to go where we went, but it was like a somatic bioenergetic release. Mm. There were tears. There was, it was incredible. It was yeah. just that after a certain number of orgasm where it all just feels like a really intense orgasm mm. almost, if you've ever had an experience like that and it was like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Cool. But then I didn't even think about this being prep work for us before going in. Like I didn't, I knew we were really staying connected. Yeah. It was the period where I was ovulating yeah. right mm-hmm. around that time. Mm-hmm. So that I was particularly yeah. open mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. was very aware. I oh, definitely wow. Was Look at you. Intentional with that. I'm I mean, it felt, on purpose. Really sure. it felt on purpose, but I didn't yeah. realize that you were like, this is in preparation for this thing that I want to mm-hmm. stay very connected to my person with throughout yeah. the whole thing. And I will also say to take it a, a layer deeper, I intentionally did not ejaculate either. I practiced semen mm-hmm. retention the entire right. week, which was no easy feat <laughs> what we were doing, yeah. but it was so worth it. That's and awesome. it like fueled me going into the weekend and very much like you, Brand, I felt somewhat surprisingly calm, peaceful, confident, and just fucking stoked going into exactly. it. And very connected. Very connected. Yeah. Very, it's, very connected. I love it. Good job, Master Jordan. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it's the Daddy game. Stop that. That's right. Stop that. I love it. That's so good. It's kind oh of like gosh. what they say with ayahuasca, where before you even go into ceremony, exactly. you start to call in the lessons and into uh, the learnings of before you even make it to ceremony. And mm-hmm. so y'all were just calling it in before it even mm-hmm. happened. So mm-hmm. true. So true. And I can only go as deep or y'all can only go as deep as I can go and vice versa. And, you know, I think we were all just gearing up to have a really deep, meaningful, Pliable. incredible, mm-hmm. pleasurable experience, you know? Yes. So that was so much fun. Mm. Mm. So the, the physical space itself, the preparation for that, because I know that that was very intentional as well. Like we came in for an evening, an experience that was Friday night. And then we had workshops on Saturday, which we were reminded doing events in the future. We really like noon start times <laughs> because every time we forget and we try to plan some shit at nine or 10 and everyone's Why? like wired and they they didn't sleep very well and they can't make it. And it's just setting people up for failure. And so mm-hmm. that we had that like noon or 1230 start time. And I really like that. So we had the full day of yes. workshops and then that led into a play party experience. So we'll get, we'll touch on all of the things, but um, leading up to the original Friday, small snacks. And then that led to a demonstration. Mm -hmm. So what Mm -hmm. was factored in the intention and, and all of that in creating the physical space? Right. So, you know, we wanted your introductory experience for Friday night to be a bit more theatrical and glamorous. Like I wanted my crew to know that you were all to be treated like royalty from the moment you walked in the door. And I wanted everyone to feel really special. And I wanted to sort of paint a picture of what could be possible because Sometimes there's this stigma that kink is this like 
black leather, like, you know, gothic sort of style. And I'm very much about opulence, you know, and, and about, you know, having the best things in life. So we got together as a team and, um, I had my little submissives, you know, come and meet you. And we had our door mistress come and meet you all. And we wanted to, you know, show you the house, have you take photos. But eventually when it was time to begin the evening, we wanted to create a sort of warm up experience, which is why we did the warm up games, why we uh, all took time to introduce ourselves. And I inquired if any of you had alter ego names, which is where I found out Jordan had a daddy alter ego name, which I thought was so much fun. And I'm curious <laughs> if you, my friend, would be, Brent, if you'd be welcome to share your alter ego name. Oh, I thought yeah. it was so cute. Bunny. Super cute. Yes. Thank We've been you. calling her Bee Bunny since then. And I absolutely fucking love it. It's adorable. Everyone's calling me bunny, you bunny now. now. Yes. <laughs> and she had a cute little bunny bounce too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all would bounce yeah. on it. And I still do the bunny bounce every once in a while when I'm feeling extra, extra happy. Oh, that makes me so happy. Um, yeah. So we wanted to create um, the container and start people off with like working on their communication skills, asking for what they want and negotiating if it didn't feel like it was a right fit. And what does that look like? Like being able to be in your own safety while still staying in connection. Cause so, so often people feel maybe unsafe and they feel like they have to take themselves out. Right. Mm-hmm. I have to get away from here. This is not right for me. And that has come up in my groups before. And it's like, okay, but how do I stay and how do I make myself safe? Cause I'm not going to make anyone else responsible for my own safety. So we really wanted to create adult space where we hold each other as capable adults that uh, we can trust, can take care of ourselves in the best way possible. So yeah. we really wanted to review all of that information before we did a little demonstration of what a scene could be. So me and my co-lead Casey Neal, um, we did a scene where you all sort of wore these white masks where you could be sort of flies on the wall. It was eyes wide shut style, but better Very way so hot consent and mm-hmm. more entertaining <laughs> than the movie, but y'all get what I'm saying. Yep. And it was just a, like maybe a 30 minute demonstration, but I really sort of, uh, me and Casey went on a journey that you all witnessed from beginning to end where we sort of attuned to each other and we moved through the different, uh, activities like impact play, bondage, sensation, play, energetics. And, you know, at the end, there was a very big emotional uh, crescendo and a lot of people were moved and Casey's crying. I'm like on the verge of tears. And it was like, this is what kink is. Like there's such a huge emotional component that seems to be forgotten. It's definitely not portrayed very often in the media, right? Whenever we see anything with dominatrixes or anything in kink, it's just like run over, you know, there's Mm -hmm. no emotional quality of like the relationship dynamic that happens in these sort of sessions. So it was so uh, wonderful to be able to demonstrate what was possible and to feel the group really being in that process with us. Um, and that was just a little taster for the class the next day. Um, and, you know, by that point, I feel like you guys were ready to rock and roll. For yes, sure. We were <laughs> fully turned on lots of activation all around. And yeah. I think what was going into us preparing to kind of touch on the preparation again was the, the curation of the guest list was important to me because I knew, I knew the level that a lot of the people were at. And while I didn't want a full beginner introduction to everything, because most people knew the concepts in some way or another, or I'd practiced or played or had gone to a workshop with me before, 
I didn't want to go super out there advanced and shock any kind of system because I knew that the play component was the new thing for most people. And so I wanted them to be able to be present with each step along the journey instead of being fully wrapped up in this thing that they don't know. And it's probably going to be an orgy and we can't turn back from here. And oh my God, and I'm going to see dicks in my face and I don't know what to do. And I'll never be able to get it out of my head. You know, I was just, I wanted to really titrate essentially the nervous system from start to finish and show them, um, you know, with you, that was my ideas. I really want to show them how delicious. And like you said, opulent, luxurious, um, and just the different shades of the sensation, whether that's the physical sensation, the emotional peaks and troughs, it's just, I wanted to show them a little taste of everything and you really delivered. And that mm. scene was uh-huh. so beautiful. And I want to ask my um, team here, how did you feel and what did you learn watching Kimmy and Casey do their scene? My body's just been lit up like this whole time remembering what that was like. Mm. And I... I love too what you said about how you wanted us to feel like royalty because the intention of just dressing up for that first night, I had such a greater reverence going into the rest of the weekend because there's almost this like attachment to when you dress up, it's something really important. And so I had a different energy, even just being in this cocktail attire. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but watching this scene, oh my gosh, I could have a whole episode on this alone But for me, some of the biggest learnings were watching two women um, interact in a sexual way that was so beyond just the sexual gratification. And I remember sharing this with you at the end of the weekend that watching a, because the first time I learned about the dominant role, it was from a male and a male whose energy that I don't really relate very well with. And Um, I just, I don't see myself in him. Whereas when I saw you, I thought, oh, this is what is possible. This is what is uh, available to me as a woman who is in a dominant role in a sexual scene with another woman. And it just completely painted this canvas of what it can look like to take someone for a pleasurable ride in a way that was very feminine very beautiful. And, um, I, in my life, I've tried to learn from different leaders that didn't always match my energy and my style and witnessing you with another woman. I thought, Oh, I see myself in you. And I can see how this can actually be so many other things other than erotic. It can be like maternal. It can be nourishing. It can be gentle. It can be, um, sensual, and it can be kinky as fuck and it mm-hmm. can be like commanding in your energy and in your presence. And it was just, there was so much range. I think that was mm-hmm. the biggest thing too. It's like, wow, there's so much available here and I want all of it. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We really wanted to show, um, yeah, there's no one size fits all. And it, you also work with what shows up that's organic in the room. Yes. Not that you have this agenda and it's this rigid idea that now we do this and then we're going to do that. You know, Um, when Casey was brought to tears at a certain point Mm -hmm. during her um, experience, you know, I switched gears immediately to just continue staying in contact and connection with her. Right. And, you know, that's what we wanted to demonstrate is just being with what was and staying in connection with your partner and going to those deep places with them. And um, yeah, really special. It was beautiful. And I, I know, being emotional in sex is new for me. That was something I didn't have access to even a year ago. And so to witness also 
the, what it's like for another woman to express her sadness or her just energy moving in the middle of sex. And then to see how you held her through it was also really expansive for me. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. Mm. Yeah. And I'll double down on some of what you said and provide my own kind of like lens and perspective. I loved what you said about, it was so authentic, like it wasn't contrived. And a lot of times when I've like seen BDSM kind of scenarios and imagine them, it's felt either all over the place. I don't know what to do. How do I hold this energy or so contrived that it doesn't feel organic and authentic. And I felt like y'all towed that line so beautifully. There was certainly some preparation and a flow of what may happen, but the dancing within that structure was so beautiful. And I've done a lot of work in like bioenergetics and Tantra and things like that. And seeing how that was so, I mean, that was like the foundation of that experience. Mm. And my judgments pre being exposed to this kind of work were so different. Kind of like we, you know, the leather whips and chains mm-hmm. and just like intensity, gothic. Mm-hmm. And- it's demented. Harder is yeah. better. Yeah. Exactly. And it, I'm like, exactly. It so <laughs> wasn't that. Like there's legitimate healing connection and, you know, maybe we'll get into this at some point, but there's certainly a distinction between sexual and like energetic and sensual and all those things, kind of the erotic blueprint style. And y'all didn't have sex, Mm -hmm. you know, just like to be clear, I I don't know what penetrative, Yeah, what the typical (laughs) definition definition of sex is. Yeah. Um, And so certainly as like a student, I'm just in awe of the master Mm -hmm. where, you know, I've, I'm getting better and better in this energy and more and more comfortable. And as a result of that, I feel exponentially more um, embodied, prepared, confident. And it just set the tone for the weekend. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is a personal development experience. Make no mistake. It's Mm -hmm. not just necessarily a fun, playful weekend. Yes, but it's so much deeper than that. Yeah. 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 I loved, I loved that it moved slowly. Like it wasn't one thing after the the next thing. Yes. And there was a lot of checking in because there's this really interesting thing that I think sometimes people who are new to the DS dynamic that they think, oh, I'm the dom. And so I need to create and curate the whole experience for my person. And there's no communication, you know, there's no, I can't deviate from the, it's fun to say deviate. (laughs) I can't deviate from the plan because I plan this thing to take them on a journey. And now, you know, it's getting to see the slowness, the intentionality and are you okay? And where are you at? Call out your numbers, all these different things that, that are communicative. And for sometimes for a, a sub to, um, what I've noticed sometimes, especially people who, who are new, sometimes people will confuse submissive and passive mm-hmm. that they'll just like let there. things happen to them. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's not going to make for a really great experience. And something that really stood out for me through the workshops, which we're going to talk about um, here in a second mm-hmm. is the enduring. I'm like, Oh, yeah, I'm asking myself concept. that all the time now, am I enduring? And what if I, if I ask myself that and I go, yeah, you're up against the edge of enduring whatever the thing is being delivered. Then how do I get what I want? Mm-hmm. What do I want? How do you evoke and so it's it? like in the moment asking? And so this, that it is this beautiful dance of intentionality. And we're talking about, you know, our experience and the experience that we saw with you. This is not necessarily how all DS experiences look, 
I'm spoiled. So yes, <laughs> for sure. This is how this, this is how we choose to operate. And so some people who might be practicing for X amount of time have a totally different flavor of theirs, but I'd like to hope and think that there are certainly some elements of this intentionality um, and communicativeness. I don't know if I just made that word up. feels like a word. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it feels yeah. like a word. That's great. Um, yeah, and involved in those scenes. There was even a part of the scene that we got to watch where you asked all of us mm. to put our energy in Casey's direction for a wow. very specific length of time. You were yeah. like, everybody get your energy and flow your energy towards her while mm. you were hovering your hands and doing kind of energetic play over her. And, and you got us involved in it. And then you said, okay, now take it back. Mm-hmm. And without really going into how to do that, you trusted us. And I think all of us trusted each yep. other. Like we're going to know what to do. Oh, pour it. Now take it back. Yep. And I, I love practicing that. Um, and that, that was something that really stood out, uh, for me too. And right before we got into watching the scene, cause we were all kind of like a mixed bag following y'all around, you know, like it wasn't only couples that were together or we were just kind of mixed up and we were following you from one room into the next room. And I don't remember, I think I was leaning on somebody who wasn't Jordan. And like, I had somebody else on the other side of me. Maybe it was uh, another friend was on the other side of me and it was like a group experience. It wasn't something that I necessarily needed to experience with my partner or I no. could experience it on my own. And something that I really enjoyed about the, the kind of lead up to watching the scene. And then also the next day when we went into workshop was that most of the workshop experiences, we were mixed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while it was primarily couples that were at the experience, there were m- more couples and there was like a handful of singles. Um, I loved that all of the experiences of the workshops were find someone mm-hmm. or maybe even one time it was find somebody that's not your partner. Yeah. If you are okay yeah. with that, yeah. do that yes. because it stretches. Yeah. And I remember one person in yeah, particular stepping up and, and, um, you know, the next day, whenever we, we went into workshop, you were like, what was everybody processing from the night before? And one person in particular was like, I, it just blew my mind that I could have, I could let someone who wasn't my partner touch my body and it, and I'd be okay. And it wouldn't be an automatic, I need to be on defense. This is a sexual advance towards me. It was all like this kind of tight grip around, I am monogamous. And now I realize, oh, there's so much more going on here. Yeah. And then the release of what was the tension behind that and the, um, yeah, just the story that the person was able to even let go and loosen up with and how much more comfortable she'll be in her body mm-hmm. around men. Yes. Right. That, and she can recognize when it's safe mm-hmm. and when it feels good. And that was just so Profound. amazing. And so I want to crack yeah, open a was. little bit um, the workshops and mm-hmm. what went into choosing the different workshops that we did. Right. Um, and then if you could maybe touch a little on the erotic blueprint. Yeah. So, you know, as a dominatrix, I have my own sort of, way of approaching a scene, like everything from starting off with the self-connection, which we would take you through this meditation where you get in touch with your body Mm -hmm. and get grounded in yourself. Mm -hmm. So you can be clear that when you are aware of your internal landscape, that when you're with a partner, you can read more what's happening in the room. And if something pings inside of you, you can ask yourself, does this belong to me or is this my partner? And you're able to decipher this information a little bit easier. So you know, making sure that you guys self-connected first was really important. And then also how do we fill ourselves up and not rely on our partners for that 
fulfillment, right? Like mm. how do we arouse the erotic energy? And mm. we all had a nice little dance party mm-hmm. to start things off and played that. I want to fuck you like an animal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everybody got into it <laughs> and it does it like, you know, really builds the energy in that sense. Um, and I do this before a session every single time. Like I feel myself as much Uh, with the erotic energy or Eros energy as possible, I self-connect and then I bring Mm. that fullness to my partner and then I take time to attune with them. So in order to attune to the, to our partner more fully, it's always a good idea to maybe ask some for more information. And that's why we did the blueprint, um, erotic blueprint quiz. And that's why we decided to bring that element into the workshop because it's such an amazing attunement tool to understand what's your erotic blueprint and your play partner's Mm -hmm. erotic blueprint. And, and having that information can just deepen the experience even more so. And when you know, if, is my partner an energetic are they a sexual? Are they a sensual? Are they a shapeshifter? Are they a kinky? Um, that's going to be information on how I can approach them and take this experience to the next level. And it goes mm-hmm. both ways, of course. And it was really fun to see the people in the room um, identify with their blueprint on a deeper level. They were actually very surprised, like, mm-hmm. oh, this makes sense. I'm a sexual. No wonder, you know, I enjoy porn and I enjoy just the physical aspects or I'm a sensual. That's why I really love the room to be beautiful Mm. and the music to be playing and the candles to be lit. Like, and it made it okay to be you, you know, it made it okay. And like, let's just accept each other for where we are and work with what we have. Mm-hmm. So that was the point of the erotic blueprint. I'd love to hear, you know, how do you felt about the information yeah. as part of the kink um, itinerary? Yeah. I found that there were so many aha moments mm-hmm. in that session. Just so many people was clicking and with their partners and it's, you know, akin to the love languages, but in intimacy and right. sexuality. And certainly that's had a massive impact on my life and our experience our sex experiences and our connection in that way. And I don't necessarily want to go into that because we have before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in setting the foundation for the experience, that was so important because everybody got familiar, even obviously with the partners, but outside of that. And as just like a general foundational aspect of sexuality of an, and of intimacy and self-understanding in your partner, it is so important in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It gives you language. I exactly. love the additional elements of language that it gives for people to communicate, yep. to get more totally. of what they want in their sex life. Yeah. And I remember looking around the room and there were a couple of couples that like the, the woman's the, everybody in the couples jaws dropped. Figuriously <laughs> not like, too. Going, oh my God. You yep. see me. Yeah. Yeah. I like all of a sudden or like any bits of shame that were in there about being a particular way just floating away in the wind. (laughs) I just feel like you put a warm blanket on me. You see me. Yeah. It was really Mm -hmm. special. Yes. It was emotional. I think I cried. Mm -hmm. I mean, I cried several times throughout the weekend. In a good way. In a good way. Yes. yes, In a a great way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I felt so validated and I felt I have subconsciously, and I think this is what a lot of this work does is it brings the subconscious conscious, brings it forward. Because subconsciously, so I'm an energetic blueprint and subconsciously I had created so many situations in my life in which tension and longing were a part of the uh, lots of long distance relationships and Mm. um, a part of my eroticism. And I never fully understood why. And there's more to it than that, but also just validating that it's because I like 
playing in the tension. I like playing in the longing. I like playing in the, your hand is floating just above me and you're going to make me work for it. Like I Mm -hmm. absolutely love that. Um, but then a layer beneath of it was we started talking about what else is essential to the blueprint. And he started talking about things like eye gazing and, um, connection beforehand. There were a couple other layers to it, but, um, I had this moment of, oh my goodness, the things that I know that I crave the most, I resist them Mm, so deeply in my sexual experiences. And so it, it validated me, but it also gave me permission to click on and see where I can go deeper, where I can give myself permission to have the thing that I actually deeply crave. So it was it was profound. So many of those moments were profound. Lots of acceptance. It was also Uh, such a great segue because we moved from that into talking about using erotic language as a way to heighten the experience and how our sexiest organ is our brain quite often and uh, being able to bring in language. And we did an exercise, which was super simple, but I think it was quite impactful for everybody. Are you talking about the fantasy one? I sure am. Yeah, I know. I have that, I have that that next on my little list here because I was like, I, I especially love that we did the erotic blueprint one first. And then we went into the fantasy exercise because that was a part of asking the person what their fantasy was. It was also, what is your, blueprint. How do you want I to believe be that was, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. do you want to be touched or do you want to have energetic touch? So mm-hmm. meaning hands on the body or hands hovering above. And I'll have you explain the, the workshop here. But I remember I was partnered with someone where I was like, you're a sexual. I know exactly what to say. Up. I know exactly <laughs> what to say. Yes, it's like, yes. we're going straight for tits and a cock grab. Uh-huh. Like you're going straight <laughs> in. Right. <laughs> well anyway, done. So help. Gold help, stars. Help me make Alexa. all of that make sense to the people who are listening. Yeah, what do so we do? It's a, such a simple exercise. Um, you know, I had everyone break up into three groups of three and each person would take a turn for about two minutes. They would go into depth about one of their sexual fantasies. It could be something they've already done or something they've always wanted to do or something they saw in a movie book, whatever, but they would have two minutes and their partners would also have an opportunity to ask for more description or details in order to make this, you know, the best experience for them. So after those two minutes, the other two partners who had been listening to the fantasy have an opportunity to go on either side of the person who just shared and speak into their ear, um, their fantasy in their own way, based on the erotic blueprint information that they were given. And so the person in the center is receiving the fantasy and the touch. And um, when we say touch, it was either energetic touch or still touch. There was no additional sort of like activation through the hands. It was all through, you know, auditory. auditory. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and then each partner would get a turn in that experience, but people really I feel like started to understand just how powerful our words are Mm -hmm. painting the picture and being able to communicate in a way that is really in alignment with the person they're talking to, like know your audience. Right. And, um, yeah, people are like, Whoa, like I, Mm. you know, I don't even need to do anything. This is is enough sometimes. (laughs) Like it's so much fun to, to be able to just use our language, which is such a great tool for, especially for people just starting out and they're not sure, um, about strapping on a dildo or, you know, being hung upside down, but Hey, what if we really talked about it in depth and really describe the fantasy and see what pops up in your body? when we talk about it and right. go back and forth. And it can be a really hot exercise, yeah. even if you don't have 
people, a group of three, even if it's just you and your partner, it can be a really hot experience. Mm. So just start right. off with talking about right. it first. Oftentimes have my clients, if I mm. start talking about fantasy and they're like way out and it's this mm. thing and it feels so far away, like they can never have it. Mm-hmm. And I'll go, okay, well, let's call it 10. Uh, What's right. two? Maybe two is you talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you have sex after you talk yeah. about it. It's like, you kind of touched it, Uh huh. but then what would be like a three? Yes. So maybe you send a voice note to the partner or whatever, whatever is the next number on the way. And maybe you never actually get to 10 or maybe you get to like three and go, fuck it, let's do it. And, and jump <laughs> to 10, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, I think about that experience and I cannot help but laugh because I was partnered <laughs> with someone when I was sharing my fantasy because it's a fantasy Jordan knows I shared it right away whenever mm-hmm. we first got together mm-hmm. and he was introducing me to his friends for the that first time in California <laughs> and I'm sitting at the table and I've just met the majority of these people and they're, they do, they like connecting exercises, like mm-hmm. one or two questions and everybody goes around the table and yep. everybody answers it and all this. Cool. And then you know, everyone was at the dinner to meet me really. Oh, wow. Cause I was the new woman in his life and all that. And mm-hmm. so they were like, well, how about we, I don't know if I suggested it. I was like, well, how about we put like a, my kind of spin on these questions. (laughs) And I was like, what is the fantasy that you feel like you've already experienced? And what's one that you're excited to experience at some point in your life? Mm -hmm. So we went around and then there was like a little hesitation. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm already experiencing. It was just like, kind of like these lukewarm kind of answers and like, I'll have a threesome. Then it gets to me and I'm like double penetration. (laughs) (laughs) We're eating Thai food and it's like, he tried to get like one level spicy and he's sweating (laughs) and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, yeah, I read it in in an erotic novel when I was 19. I didn't know that that book was what that book was. Mm -hmm. I just, picked it up and started reading and was, Oh shit. (laughs) And, and it, without going too much into the detail, it ends in a husband and a wife. And the husband was, um, play partners with a a guy that he used to work with. And this guy comes back into his life and there's these elements of surprise and risk. And they used to Mm. share women together, but the husband is like, no, I won't share my wife. And, (laughs) and, and, but they're so attracted to each other. And this is, it's called guilty pleasures by Laura Lee, by, by, by the way. And it, the, the big, a climax ah. of the story is a double penetrate is a double penetration scene anally and vaginally. And she's like on the husband and the other guy comes in. It's just Whoa. like the way that the whole book prepped to get to that point <laughs> uh-huh. of everything was about her. Like it was their right. hidden desires, but it was about her. And it was two mm. men that like loved this woman so much and had so much respect for each other. Mm. And they kept doing this dance. And I was like, oh, women can have all that attention. Uh-huh. I was like, this is fantasy. Like that's not, you know, that's not possible. And so I firmly positioned that in my mind. Nice. That is the fantasy. That's, mine. that's the one. Yes. Yes. And so I've got that one ready to go anytime because <laughs> I haven't experienced it yet. And maybe I'll go to do it and I'll be like, I don't actually know how this works. This is uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like it. So much. part of me kind Community of dicks. wants to just keep it in fantasy land because no it's real hot there. Yeah. 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 Um, but then also part of me kind of wants to maybe do it one mm-hmm. day and the end on my scale so from one to 10, that might be mm-hmm. like a 25 for Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, not, in not fantasy. <laughs> but so then what is it? What is two? Maybe we, we do a double penetration scene that with a suction dildo a vibrator, mm-hmm. or a vibrator or something mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. so like, what would be our two, three? And, and so we're, we consider that. But anyway, I tell a part of this to one of my partners <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so funny. She just is in one side of my ear and she's like, and then, and then I have one person on the other side and he, he's got like this deep, milky, amazing voice. And he's like painting this picture. And then on the other side, I have, and then I don't actually know what subtle penetration is. She goes, Oh, and then they're Eiffel towering you. <laughs> And I laugh so hard. I'm like, I'm turned on. I'm entertained. It was the it was the best. So that's my little recap of the fantasy. So joyful too. So much fun. I love that. Yeah, (laughs) and I love that there was laughter. Like something Mm -hmm. we don't talk about. But like you had, and I know potentially touched this, but multiple experiences where laughter was your form of release. Oh yeah, and Mm -hmm. it's such a healing release, especially in sex. It's like we want to make it this like intentional, very serious scene. Sometimes shit's just funny yeah yeah, no yeah. and your yeah. ability to actually laugh at it and yeah. also move energy through yes. laughter yes instead of bearing down on this didn't go the way that i mm-hmm. wanted it to and oh fuck everything's over now we might as well just hit the exit button or whatever <laughs> instead of like bearing down it's like let's just laugh it Yay. move it and where do you do that in all other areas of your life right, right? like where mm-hmm. do you bear down and just try to make it this serious thing and upset yeah. if you don't get it the yeah. way you want it so well i love true. that i think if it was a fart that, <laughs> and then it was if you bear down you're just gonna make it worse exactly <laughs> that's what they say Yikes. okay so do y'all have any um anything that you would like to share about the fantasy experience that came up for you yeah i'll share a little something right. i was with two women and they both had consensual rape fantasies mm-hmm. which is so common i just keep hearing it more and more mm-hmm. and, and and i'll share mine real quickly like <laughs> it is, a, this, is a 10. this is a full on 10 for me and let me guess it involves a strap on it doesn't not <laughs> so quick context around it okay. maybe like a year and a half ago or maybe close to two years ago we were at she knows she'll know um lawrence mm-hmm. oh yeah monique mm-hmm. and lawrence yeah. did a kinky tantric kinky thing and we and were you there had a taboo med- meditation mm. and you know building you from a one to a 10 right and my 10, just cut to the chase here, was getting pegged, i.e. a woman having a strap on mm-hmm. fucking me in the ass mm-hmm. yeah. while Alexa is sucking my cock and I climax. Wow. And that came out of, I never thought of that. I didn't even know what pegging was until relatively recently, within the past <laughs> several years. And certainly could have never even imagined, imagining that. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Couldn't even imagine, imagining. Yeah. <laughs> Too imagined. <laughs> and... A, a couple years ago when that came up, it's like, okay, yeah, that's a 10 fantasy in quotes, but I'll never do that. Mm-hmm. And I would say this time it's like, that might actually happen. Still, maybe not, but I'm way more yeah. open to mm-hmm. the idea, but I feel way more comfortable, mm-hmm. confident, um, all those kinds of things. And now that, you know, putting things in your butt is nice. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And all of the Instagram world knows as well. <laughs> yes. um, Hallelujah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> And so that was mine that I shared and the two women had so much fun, like in both of the ears, it's like sensory overload, oh, auditorily really speaking, mm-hmm. uh, and just soaking all that in and imagining it is so fun. And mm. me getting to do that for them was super fun too. And I love, I used to think, and somebody brought this up in the workshop that dirty talk was like cheesy and awkward. Mm-hmm. And I always felt weird even thinking about it, let alone trying it. And as I've just gotten a little bit more bold and courageous with it and experimented and gotten more confidence, 
I fucking loved it. Oh, same. And in that context, I let it ride. I mean, I was going for it. You have all of that and even in considering what their fantasies were. Yeah, the consensual yeah because yeah. that could have that, especially it if be, it's two women and you were the guy yes. and you're talking about yeah. it. I can just imagine Oof. how many different ways that could have looked totally. and felt. Yeah. Totally. And I felt like I it's did powerful. it well. Yeah. It was powerful. It was sexy. It was safe. Um, and it was awesome. And you get to flex your creativity, which yes. is another part of this world that I love so deeply is mm. it's play. It's mm-hmm. creation. I get to be fully expressed and come up with some really fun shit. So, um, I love that experience, Jordan. Um, I can hit on a slightly different angle and I'll keep this short and sweet. Cause I know there's so much more to unpack here, but I actually experienced some sadness and confusion because I didn't have a fantasy at first. And there was some shame there of like, you are a sex coach. You work with women in creating these. And here you are after having all this erotic energy built and you're drawn a fucking blank slate, like nothing. And where my power came back was I said, I need, I want to go last. I want to hear both of you. I want to have time to be with myself. I want to be in your experience. And then I will let you know what's possible. And so I got to witness both of their fantasies and indulge in both of theirs. And by the time I came around, I had a very clear fantasy. And so it was great practice in me saying, I don't know. It's okay that I don't know. And I'm going to ask for what I need in order to have more clarity. Hmm. By the time I came around, I had a full fantasy. (laughs) And it was, it's interesting that your fantasy mentioned about like being so seen and being so worshiped. I went straight back to, I don't know, the middle ages. I was a queen. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You Yeah. You and another person went straight into like different time line century, all of it. Sky's the limit, right? Yes. (laughs) And what was interesting was it came from somebody else sharing a different fantasy of theirs. So there was, there was context. That's why I love doing this work is because the more I immerse myself, the more I know it's possible, the more I have to play with. So I'm in a queen chair. I have two slaves at my feet. They've been just dreaming about my pussy the whole time. (laughs) And they're telling me like how much they like want it and crave it. And that it leads into this like full pussy worship. And my husband, the King walks by. So there's a little bit of that, like exhibitionist voyeurism going on. He Mm. sees the kinky fuckery. Let's me have my moment. Keeps walking. Nice. And, Thanks, King. <laughs> and it was super fun because I had a, a male slave and female slave. And then I had a male partner and female partner. So I was having the mm. nourishment of like his deep masculine energy with her soft, sweet, feminine side. And it was just fun. Uh, so yummy. Yes. I feel like I need to take a shower. Or something. <laughs> um, and I love how some people were like, um, yeah, when people were saying my fantasy back to me, they were actually adding things that made it even cooler. even better. I was like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. so cool. I love opening my mind to new possibilities and ideas. So that was really fun too. Mm. Mm. And that really was, I think not, that wasn't the thing that ended our Saturday because our thing that ended the Saturday was after we got the impact play demonstration Mm -hmm. and a little bit of the rope play. And then we were sent off into different parts of the house with a feather, some rope, a blindfold, Frozen frozen grapes, mini scene. And was instructed, take five, 10 minutes and conduct a thing with your partner. Mm -hmm. And so that was like, just after the fantasy, then we got a little demonstration and then we, it was just so layered so beautifully. And then we took a break 
all went home more or less where they went somewhere, mm-hmm. nourished themselves, all the attendees and then tried, came, to. tried to nourish themselves <laughs> and then came back to the house in another outfit. Yes. That was the instruction dress up. I mean, how in the last year and a half, mm. how many opportunities have I, have we really had to get yeah. all dressed up to totally. wear the red lipstick, to put on the lingerie, all the things. So um, then we came back and then the house was all set up for a whole totally different experience Playtime. and all of the mm-hmm. workshops, like I was saying before, titrating the nervous system. And now it's a wonder and awe of possibilities mm-hmm. and a confidence. I think that each individual was experiencing instead of, I don't know what's going to happen. And everybody's going to fuck uh. each other in the face. And, uh, <laughs> no turning dicks. back. So many dicks. I'm going to ruin all my friendships. <laughs> Abort. <laughs> so, and I think people were really ready. Like, I fuck it. Let's do this. And it felt so good. So I would love to hear, you know, a little bit about your experience and setting up for that. At that stage. I mean, you guys were warmed up, right? Like, you know, there was a lot of foundation built, a lot of trust built. And, um, it was really clear that you can navigate this any way that feels best for you. In the moment you can create whatever experience that you want. So, um, you know, having you all come over, in your ideal outfit that maybe embraces your kinky side or submissive side or dominant side or whatever that looks like exposing as, as much skin as you feel comfortable, if you want to even wear anything at all. Um, and seeing you all show up in that way when it was time to start with the opening ceremony, it was like, let's just have a review. Like, you know, we, we talked about consent. We talked about confidence confidentiality. We talked about safety. We talked about all of these things already. Is everyone clear? And now let's just talk a little bit about like, what would be the mildest thing that could happen to you at this play party that you could walk out the door with your head held high and a, in a smile plastered on your face for the rest of the week. And what would be the wildest thing that could happen to you? Same scenario that you could walk out the door feeling Mm -hmm. great about yourself and great about life for the rest of the week and beyond, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, And letting people sort of you know, mold that over in their brains and, and have an idea of what could be uh, done in that evening. And, and to hear people's shares around that was really fun. And, and before, you know, we kind of set you all loose, we had you just break off into groups of four and as a group decide together what you were going to do for the first 10 minutes. And it could be holding hands, singing Kumbaya, or it could be stripped down and massaging or whatever that looked like. And people just kind of said, all right, like, let's, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then the rest was history. I mean, I feel like people just really had their own experience and, and it looked a lot of different ways. So it was really fun um, Mm. to kind of witness, you know, Mm -hmm. and be in that space to hold it. Mm. And the play party itself was laid out in a very intentional fashion as well. And, and I knew I wasn't really expecting or anticipating really anyone to go up into a particular area of the house and spend that much time there. I Mm -hmm. knew that there were going to be people that, you know, well, actually I'll have you break down the layout and then I can touch on a little bit more of what I was going to say. Yeah. Good idea. So, you know, in the house, we had different rooms set up for different Mm -hmm. things. And the white room was sort of a more platonic room. Um, You had to be, well, you could have some skin exposed, but genitals definitely had to be covered. But mostly that room was for meditation, for cuddling, for chit chat, relaxing, and just being away from uh, the over erotic of the rest of the room. And then the pink room was a bit more sensual. Uh, We had a couple rooms set up for that. 
Um, pretty much anything goes except for any kind of penetration, whether it's oral, vaginal, anal, whatever, and no penetration or anything like that. And then the red room was actually the anything goes as long as it's safe, sane, and consensual. Um, and you can bring elements of pink uh, into the red room, but red room always stayed red. So there was never going to be penetration anywhere else. And then the white room was always going to stay white. There was never going to be any sort of overtly erotic stuff happening in the white room. So people mm-hmm. can have a choice and, and can come and go as they pleased and take care of themselves that way. Mm-hmm. So, so good. And we had that understanding before going into the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so as someone who helped to put this on and curated the guest list and all of that, I knew that the vast majority of the people had never been to an experience where penetrative sex being out in the open is an option. Could it happen. is an option. Yeah. Right. And, and I remember the first time I saw people having sex in front of my face, mm-hmm. I anticipated myself to be kind of weirded out by it or to be kind of nervous or to just have sensation in my body. And I remember walking into a room and I think this was years ago at a sex club in Atlanta, maybe. And I walk and I look over and there's people, I walk into like the area where the sex could happen. I look over and there's people going at it and I felt almost nothing. Yeah. It was like, they could have been baking a cake. (laughs) They could have been painting on a canvas together. They could have been doing, you know, anything. Other, other than it was just like yes. a very normal thing. And I was like, yep. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I didn't know that that's what it would feel like until mm-hmm. I was there. So and so it and I remember it. that there mm-hmm. were a number of people that were, that were, they did have those playful, anxious, nervous kind of feels regarding the, the fact that the play party was even on mm-hmm. the itinerary. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where I was like, I'm just, I'm not going to tell you anymore. No. I'm not going to help soothe your nervous system mm-hmm. or anything like that because I'm going to trust that you are, you can be responsible for how you feel. You can regulate yourself. And I'm not going to tell you that it's not going to be what you think it's going to be because I'm going to let you figure that out on your own. And so I knew that this would be a great introduction. And I knew, and based off of how many people have said, when is the next one? Uh (laughs) I now know that they trust themselves Mm. and they trust their yes and their no and their um, desires and fantasies mm. enough to say, when is the next one? Cause we have more things we want to do. Yeah. That one was over too soon. It took, we, we slow it was a very slow boil. Right. And then all of a sudden everyone was in the red room at the, the last five minutes. And you know, give me in case you're like, Five minutes, and I was like, "No, get to get naked, yeah, hurry, fast. <laughs> we gotta get this one done." Yeah. <laughs> well, not saying that we didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I but I did, I did have that expectation, not expectation. I just, mm. I figured that more people would float between processing, understanding, and going into the pink spaces. Mm-hmm. And that maybe a little at a time they would go and explore up in the red. And then only in the debrief did I realize that like a, like a lot of people went up to the red mm-hmm. like way more than I even knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. And kudos to you for letting that unfold the way that it did. Yes. Because now they get to take ownership of that lesson. And that's powerful. And I imagine that is why they're asking for round two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. want to push anyone. But I did want to. One thing that I did want to do was put on a show mm-hmm. a little bit. The exhibitionist and me. Yes. Uh-huh. And the Leo. I don't have a real, yeah. Nice. I don't have <laughs> yeah. like a super high percentage of exhibitionist, but I guess I have enough. Got a little I got yeah. enough, but I went to um, Kimmy 
at like before we even went into the play party and I said, you know, I don't know how much people are going to be comfortable with to do right away. And so it was great that you had the exercise where we went into groups of four and what are you going to do for the first five minutes or however long before, Mm -hmm. you know, it's getting kicked off. And I said, if at any point in time, if we want to have some kind of uh, demonstration or scene. I said, you know, Jordan and I are available. If you want to step in and put on a little show of sorts that gets the, gets the vibe, gets the energy moving and flowing again, go for it. And I thought I would know when that was going to happen. And then it just happened happened. on its own. So So, mm -hmm. we're specifically talking about the time where I was on my belly. My ass was up and both of them were spanking on my ass. Why Such you a lovely drum. ass, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So Thank good. You. Yeah. So it wasn't just like sexual acts happening no. between couples. It mm-hmm. wasn't just sex itself happening in one room. Mm-hmm. It was entertainment mm-hmm. yeah. as well. So I had Jordan getting spanking and flogging tips. Mm-hmm. And then we had Mistress Nina Payne yes. floating around like a kinky fairy into each room. <laughs> asking, oh, yeah. may, I, may I? And I just remember the voice. Yeah. Alexa, this is Kimmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. May I give Jordan some tips? Mm. May I show him some things? And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> you know? And at one stage, I, I had you on one butt cheek. I had mm-hmm. Kimmy on another butt cheek. I had someone in my hair and I had someone tickling mm. my arms and my face was in the cradle yeah. of this chair. So I couldn't see. And so there's all these different, uh, felt senses happening around. And then I could feel the energy building in the room that, Oh, people are watching this happen as well. Mm. And so it was just, that was my highlight for sure because you even mentioned a little while ago you're like there's sounds and whatever i (laughs) when y'all started hitting my ass at the same time super like just in rhythm I couldn't help but just giggle. Oh my god! It was well, the this was no ordinary giggle. giggle. No, it was sweet right. as fuck. Oh, it was really I've sweet. only heard that a very yeah. select few times. And oh. This whole experience went on for the better part of probably thirty minutes. Yeah. I don't know if it was thirty the minutes. Of, really? Like, you can't tell when you're yeah. strapped in there. Yeah. Hard to say. No idea. Yeah. Time is irrelevant. But yeah. that was sort of the climax. Was you're just blissful giggle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But so many people, I think maybe even listening to this would hear, Oh, she was on a spanking bench and y'all were slapping my ass. How did she get to giggle? Mm -hmm. You know, like it's some, it breaks people's brains a little like why I couldn't imagine wanting to be spanked in order to get to pleasure or spanked Mm -hmm. in order to get to like laughter. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know the last time I laughed like that or giggled. So there's a difference between like, I laugh a lot, but to giggle like that, where it's just like squeals and giggles. And all that. Like, yeah, that yeah. was the access point to that uh-huh. was a beautiful spanking. I feel mm. like people need to really understand. Like, if I could paint you a picture, it was like me and Jordan timed our spank <laughs> at the same time, and it was like whap. And it, the next thing you know is a little silence, and then <laughs> and me and Jordan are smiling ear to ear. Like, this is amazing. The whole room is like smiling and laughing. And oh it gosh. was so joyful and fun. I just I love loved that. it. Yeah. Uh, and then to have that be a story that I tell about this experience. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it was kinky. It was dark. It was all, uh, all these preconceived things. And like, I, uh, and then this happens there. So and it was so good. playful. Right. And to think that we could all, tap into arrows or tap into mm. our erotic edges, um, or, or our erotic proclivities, even if yeah. you're just touching on the surface in front of your friends and your people. But 
that we played together, you know, it was a group of people that really love and respect and honor each other and their boundaries and the partnerships that were in the mm-hmm. room too. It was a high level of reverence and respect for all partnerships that were going on yes. in, in this space too. And so it just was so soul nourishing mm. to go. Yeah. My, one of my best friends can watch me get spanked yes. here and then get, I can get off of it and they be cheering me on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, this is a new level of friendship. Now I'm exposed to you in a unique way. You now see an aspect of me that, you know, at the garden party or whatever. At, you know, that's all that came up. I don't know. At, you know, whatever party that's not this. Um, Go with barbecue. You, barbecue. That's what I was looking for. Um, yeah. Mm. That you wouldn't have been able to see in yeah. me. And that was definitely yeah. one of my intentions going into mm. the party is I am honored to see my friends, whether they're single or partnered, showing up in an expression of love and curiosity and all these things, or or the opposite end, but to be able to see them in a unique and new way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's so connective. Uh, so I love that. And I just want to say, you know, that's what kink is. Like people do think it's whips and chains and damsa, blah, blah, blah. But kink is really just engaging with what turns you on that you consider to be taboo. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's what people were doing that whole weekend was just engaging in things that felt taboo. And, um, and that looked really different for everybody yeah. and it could be really fun and playful and it could be really hot and heavy and it could be a lot of different things, but that mm. was the kinky experience of the weekend. And people really, uh, yeah, I mm-hmm. love the, the dance that people were having with the taboo. I thought that was yeah. so cool. So Super cool. Juicy. And you having that experience was healing on multiple mm-hmm. levels because yeah. you got to be in just like the pure bliss of having that shared with your fiance in a dominatrix. Yeah. And <laughs> I love the way that sounds. Yes, right. <laughs> and anybody watching that who hadn't gotten to experience that level of intimacy and sex in a playful way, just rewired that story in their nervous system. Yeah. Mm. So you healed multiple, uh, experiences from you being able to go deeper into your bliss, which is really powerful. Oh, nice. Another couple kind of went after us and it, Felt like it definitely inspired them. permission. Yeah. Push the edge a little I'm bit. Sure. And they had a great experience. Yeah. And and another thing I'll share is there's another couple that had a challenging experience where right. they had created this big story around what might happen and creating, you know, painting all the pictures of the scenarios of how could things go things could go wrong. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, all the judgments that you might think of when you imagine a play party over processing potentially exactly mm-hmm. yeah over projecting yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and trying to solve problems that Didn't weren't happen. actually in front of them. yeah mm-hmm. which yeah. is you know on the one hand a valuable, valuable process yeah. and experience yeah. and it, it was challenging for them because the a big part of the beginnings of the play party were them working through in that process. and that was exactly what they needed yes. on the other side of it they're way more is. connected you know it's never as bad as you think typically mm-hmm. type of a deal and mm-hmm. it was in fact, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. I love that that showed up. It was so human and yes. very, it was great that they could be in a supportive space during that process instead of off on their own dealing with it as couples tend to do. Right. So they yeah, were right. able to be in, Siloed. A, in a space. Right. right. Yeah. And we're able to end the night on a high note, which yes. Yes. is awesome. Reclaim that. They closed the loop. Okay. Yeah. Close the loop right. and now right. ends in pleasure and bliss. And mm-hmm. also are part of the people that are like, well, now that we got that out of our system, yes. when's the next thing? Yes, right? yes. Yeah. We got some time to make up Round for. Two. That's so true. So um, I know we're coming to the end of our time together very soon. And so I have a couple more questions. I would love your highlight, your highlight and your highlights, um, please, of the play party experience. Everyone hears has just heard mine. 
<laughs> bongo, bongo, butt. bongo, bongo, <laughs> yes. And then where I like to go after that is people are going to be listening to this going, where do I find this? Yeah. How do I find this type of community? How do I find someone to lead? Like what, what is available to me? And then, um, and then I have a, one last little closing thing after that. Perfect. Beautiful. So highlights first. Hello. Sure. So, um, I, interesting after hearing your experience, I had a experience on the bench that was different. It was mm-hmm. different. It was mm-hmm. instead of, um, like laughter and a lot of that expression, I went into some deep, deep nervous system healing, mm-hmm. um, through the access point of a bit more like tears. Uh, I won't even call it sadness necessarily. Cause it wasn't necessarily sad, but, um, I shared at the end of the night cause we had an opportunity to debrief, which was so powerful. And, my experience, the whole play party, I really only played with women, which was also very expansive um, and unintended. And there was a, an opportunity for me to play with another woman who wanted to explore her dominant side. Mm. And I love playing in the submissive. So nice. um, she wanted to practice and she's particularly found um, an assistant working at the um, play party and said, like, I want doming 102. She's like, I feel like I got 101. <laughs> I'm ready for 102. And so I got very similarly strapped into the same bench. Nice. And I mean, I wasn't strapped. I walked into the room and oh, you were full on buckled in. <laughs> You're going nowhere. This bitch is going nowhere. Uh, Bunny's not bouncing anywhere. No. And I think that was actually the language is bunnies like to run away. Let's strap her in. <laughs> Love that. Well done. And um, leading up to that experience, the assistant with who was helping her was mm-hmm. helping her with language too of like, um, First, she leashed me. So they pranced me around the room and mm, wanted to show money off. <laughs> and then had me go into the bench. Um, I was strapped in and she wanted to learn how to use the flogger. So very similarly started to play with the flogger. And it was a combination of spanking and flogging. And there was definitely a clear moment in which it turned from sort of light and playful into, I was starting to feel a lot of erotic energy and it was becoming more and more intense. Mm-hmm. In, and I was calling that in because he was, they were both asking for numbers, which is a really lovely way that you taught us how to stay in our body and not go over the edge. So we were going up, we were dancing in like the fives and sixes. Mm. And I remember her saying like, how are you feeling bunny? And I just kept saying more, like I kept calling in more because what I haven't shared is that leading up to this experience, I've spent the better half of the last year going into chronic pain and health issues, Mm. dealing with um, autoimmune mold sickness, getting a really severe case of COVID. So I dealt with a lot of pain in the last year, physically and emotionally. That wasn't up to you. That was not up to me, completely out of my control. I felt like I was constantly spiraling. I'd wake up and go, am I going to be in pain today? I have no idea. And just really not feeling like I had any sort of control over my body. And in this experience, I got to say how much Mm -hmm. I got to say how much, how I liked it, wanting more. And I felt so empowered and so in my body and so connected to the pain in a way that was bliss. Mm -hmm. And did it always feel blissful? No. Mm -hmm. Um, but what it does is it brought me right back into the body every time 
I'd get that spank. It was like, oof, I'm like, I'm deeply in my root right now. Mm. I can feel all of it. I feel this, the warmth, the tinglies. And, um, it was in that space back and forth for again, no idea how long I was in there. Um, and building, 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 I'd say they got me up to an eight or nine and then brought me back down and it became very like nurturing and you're such a good little girl. We're so proud of you. Look at how good your ass looks all red like this. And (laughs) so I'm just feeling so like nourished. Um, and then somewhere in the middle of that, Alexa had helped me to connect with somebody that I had been seeing that wasn't able to attend the play party, um, in such a beautiful way. Like she knew my blueprint that being energetic, she knew that I wanted to be connected energetically to this couple. She asked me consensually first and they gave her an assignment so that we could feel connected to one another during the party. Notice that you said another person and then you said a couple and then you said they. They, (laughs) It's two people. It's two people. It's two people. I was playing with a couple. Say specifically what I did whenever I walked in. Please. Yeah. I got instruction. Well, I know that her erotic blueprint is energetic. And so I knew that she, I knew that you were going to have a great time regardless, but I knew that if I added an element of sexiness from the people who wanted to be there, Mm -hmm. but couldn't and were far, Mm -hmm. um, if I could get some instruction from them and then deliver that to you and help have that play out in some kind of kinky, energetic, erotic way. And so I couldn't do everything, but we did have an exchange. They gave a lot of assignments. Well, I I got consent from you first to to contact them. Yes. And then reached out. And then apparently I find out later that they were like nervous. That sex chick is texting me. Oh my God. What do we say? (laughs) They're, they're messaging their kinky friends. Like (laughs) help me give an example. Anyway, they said that the place, if you, if bunny goes to get impact play, write our names where she's going to be read. And so in the middle, and I walked in with a Sharpie marker and she's (laughs) She's deep in it, strapped on this thing. (laughs) And I had to ask your mistress at the time who Mm -hmm. was in charge of you getting your pain and your pleasure. Mm -hmm. And I was like, may I? Mm -hmm. And she's like, yes, you may. And so I wrote their names on your ass. It was so high. Now it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll just go with it. it. It's a very specific kink. (laughs) Right. 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 Cool. And what, that did for me was it, it showed me what it was like to have a a friend care about my sexual experience and my just overall like pleasure in a way that I've never had before. Mm -hmm. And that was so healing. Uh, I remember after the experience, the person um, that I was playing with, they read me the text that you sent to them. And I, I burst into tears because it was so it was so heartfelt. Mm. It wasn't like, oh, I want to give Bryn this thing that she can play with this weekend. It was like, I want her to go deeper into her pleasure and her power. And this will help her to have that. And it was so, so beautiful. <laughs> so special. So it was like having that experience mixed with the ability of taking control over my ability to feel pain after immediately after the experience, we get the 10 minute warning while I'm like getting my ass spanked. And, um, so they, they bring me out. They help me stand up. My legs are goo at this point. I am deep, deep, deep in this like very relaxed space. And what was so clear was that I was rewiring what my body was experiencing as pain into expansiveness, mm. pleasure, the deepest calm that I 
could have had in my body in the past year and a half. Wow. It was Amazing. miraculous and healing in ways I didn't even know it possible. Mm. So here I am thinking I'm going to go like get my orgasm or two. And I, I had those things and just orgasms from your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in reality, what, what happened was I, I healed, I really healed my body, mm. my, um, relationship with pain, taking that power back. It was mm. Yeah, it was so absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. I'm glad you told that Fuck whole story. Yeah. Mm. Me too. Thank, Thank you, you for sharing. That's so inspiring, mm. you know, and mm. I'm really excited to hear that you've had such a meaningful mm. experience. Thank it's you. like why I'm so passionate about this work, you know, it's so meaningful for that reason. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I'll quickly share mine. Definitely the highlight was spanking you Yay, and having better, mistress. Better. <laughs> uh, That's in, right. <laughs> from a sort of practical technical perspective the spanking bench we're getting one of those yes, yes. we are it, like <laughs> it makes Everybody it so yes much more of a, certainly the energy of it being a table that Ooh, it's yeah. meant for that yes. and ergonomically speaking yeah. <laughs> you know instead of being on a bed and yeah. whatever positions that you can make it somewhat comfortable this is meant for that you can fully and relax. so you can really go deep into that experience for a good amount of time and you know, flogger different You could ways. also do pegging on that. Ah, oh, shit. There we go. Just okay. saying. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, but I'll, I'll share kind of a bonus highlight was. I thought you were going to say boner. Well, <laughs> could share that also. Not, no. <laughs> um, that opening experience, like to start the play party, we had another couple and we went up against an edge that we hadn't before. And it was a perfectly appropriate edge where we swathed partners and just had like a sensual touching and massaging mm. of those partners. And that felt like, Ooh, this is not only is this okay, but like me and the guy are celebrating one another and encouraging. Mm. And it were more connected mm. after that experience, wow. which was awesome. Mm. Mm. Ah, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And I, what I really loved in those moments, cause I'm getting more and more familiar and I'm getting more and more language to be able to communicate, uh, when for myself, when I feel from another person, their sexual energy coming at me mm -hmm. and coming towards me. And this is not a dance that I'm opting into play. Right. I can just feel it. And then there are times like I experienced over this weekend where I was engaging with this person that you're, you're talking about. We swap partners and did this little experience. And while the thing that we were actually doing was sexual in nature, I never felt a want from him beyond yeah. that. It was so, he was so controlled in whatever was happening. And he probably would have been like, yeah, it was hot. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like no big deal. I, there's so much respect and reverence again. And there's not mm -hmm. a leaking, like I'm going to take from you or I even want this from you or an edge of like, flirting in a way, you know, that, mm. that there could be something more here. Sure. And I'm just so in awe and impressed with the level of maturity mm. around yeah. it too. Yeah. And around, yeah. you know, for the people that, that we were interacting with. And I'm so excited for whenever we go back at it, yeah. you know, we, when we do it again to see what people trust in themselves, uh, you know, how they trust in themselves to show up and what that expression could look like. And I imagine that there will be times where they go, Oh, that's where my maturity edge is there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, let me take one step back. And this is how, this is how we learn. This is how we grow. And having been married and craving novelty variety, hearing an experience like that and thinking, Oh, if I had had access to that, would I have been satisfied and nourished versus what happened was 
suppressed, 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 open our relationship, fall in love with somebody else. And the whole thing just spiraled from there. And it's like these types of experiences have done with consciousness and intention and communication can nourish and scratch itches of all of these different things that you may have not even realized were there. So Mm. I hear that and I'm like, that would have been so healing to have that experience in my monogamous relationship. Yeah. Mm. Yay. So I would love yours and to take Mm -hmm. us home. Yeah. You know, for me, um, being the one that set it up, set up the play party, it was really fun to begin the opening ceremony and then into play uh, kind of sort of floating around like a kinky fairy, like yeah. you had called me, which I think I'm going to steal now. Uh, <laughs> I need to buy like black leather wings or something. Um, and, and, you know, supporting people and seeing if they needed anything um, and even asking them at times, you know, what could make this even better? You know, is there anywhere else you want to go and travel to from this experience? And um, I'm especially excited for, you know, round two with y'all, like level two, because I feel like, you know, a lot of nerves come in. There's a lot of unknown, a lot of fears. And now that you've had an experience, it's like, okay, level two is about like, okay, I'm, I'm, I know I'm in a safe place. I know mm-hmm. I can handle what's ever thrown at me. Now I can really get to work. Now I can really dive in. So mm. what the party did for me was sort of, you know, um, have that um, anticipation for what's next to come and was just really celebrating you all in your process and your adventures and, mm-hmm. and anywhere that you were at, it was such a, it's such an, a rewarding feeling to just see people being themselves and, and just, you know, being in their pleasure and, and all of that. So it was so much fun and, mm-hmm. and, and I enjoyed it immensely mm-hmm. and closing circle. I was like, guys just move in just yeah. like don't ever leave here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> having too much fun yeah so it's yes mistress yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah i'm looking forward to more yes. yeah so people who they're like i need to have this in my life yeah how do they find it mm. yep you know reach out to me my website is my name it's www.kimmyinch.com and my email is kimmy at kimmyinch.com um, I'm always doing events, um, mostly around the United States at the moment. I'm going to be in California, DC, New York, Washington, and of course in Austin where I'm based and we're going to be having more events come up. So if you go to my website under my events page, you'll see what's possible. Or if you want to get your crew of friends together and create a similar experience with your peeps, um, reach out to me and we can create your own special customized weekend. That's right for you and your group. And we can Mm. make some magic kinky magic happen together. Do um, it. And then I hope, you know, uh, Alexa and I will perhaps collaborate on some future events with people as well. I would really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got it. Yes, we're, re- we're ready. Yes. And then social media is just my name at Kimmy inch, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of that good stuff. And I'd love for people to, yeah, reach out to me there as well. Mm-hmm. Yummy. So good. So mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. is one thing that you, and this is my closing question, fam, y'all are doing great. Thanks. What is one thing that you learned during this experience that you are focused on integrating into your life? I don't know that I have anything super specific, definitely the spanking thing again, like that, just seeing your response and having, again, the technical pieces in play, because that's something that we've done, but it's not something that we've done super often and gone deep in. And it feels like there's an opportunity to do that. We're both receptive and have that experience. Uh, but outside of that, it's more of a high level just continuing to do the work and push edges and feel more confident and embodied mm-hmm. to hold a dom space and to take you and others through a journey into 
that extraordinary realm and do so safely and where people leave and they're genuinely better people. Yeah. 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 I, I joked with Jordan, however long ago when we, we continuously have conversations about what it would be like to bring someone into our relationship. And we know that at some point that's going to happen. And we've played with others before, but we're looking for a higher level of intentionality. And Mm -hmm. so we're doing the work that is required in order to get to that level of intentionality. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have a lot of grace and acceptance within ourselves and in our process. And I think at one point I said, I want to be whoever plays with us. I want them like us to be their best fuck. Like, I want to be so good nice. that they are just so taken care of, so seen, so felt. We can give a whole smorgasbord of an experience. It's like, oh, you want that? Got it. So mm-hmm. just hearing you say that and that confidence, I'm like, we're just, we have so much, so much fun still in store. Yes. And I love, I would say the thing that I'm just going to go ahead and share since I'm talking again. But <laughs> the thing that I'm going to, in, in, that I'm excited to integrate is, my trust in you and my confidence Aww. in you and the way that we interacted and navigated because every time you came up to me, I'm like, what are we going to do? You know? Mm-hmm. And, and it was this very open, I'm down instead of, well, do we need to talk about this or I don't know, how do I, how can I try to make this crunchy, you know? <laughs> and this time it, it wasn't, and maybe it was a whole week of sex, uh, you know, that led up to it. I'm not going to say that that had hurt. That didn't hurt for no. sure. But this excitement, um, to cheer you on mm. and to surrender even deeper and yeah. And to, and to you, be baby. actively mm. curious and proactive, active, proactive. You get what I'm saying. Redundant. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like ill-placed adverbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love your love. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole time you were speaking about like being in the dominant role, I kept thinking about how, as you create more events, I'm like, oh, he's just building his capacity to be in charge of events. Yeah. So bringing that dom energy into all the fun things that you cultivate. <laughs> um, for me, it's it's uh, desire work. It's speaking into my desires, assuming it's a safe space to do so as soon as I feel them. That was a really big learning and integration for me at the party. And then to take that into reality of how do I, when I feel the urge, when I feel the thing that I desire sexually or not, how do I speak into it and allow the, the pain of not speaking it being greater than the pain of the rejection of not getting it in the moment. Yes. Because for a long time, I let the fear of speaking it and what will others think of me if I ask for the thing that I want? Am I selfish? Am I absorbed? Am I, you know, too much? And I was like, nah, I'm just going to fucking speak into it because it's way cooler if I say it and I get what I want or practice using my voice. So desire work will definitely be my integration. Mm. Fuck yeah. Uh, for me, you know, being the dominatrix of the weekend, I really am reminded that control is just an illusion and that it's really mm. a sense of leadership. And sometimes you lead by following and your crew is really open to sharing vulnerabilities, questions, comments that really help me understand how to direct and kind of move everyone in a certain way. But ultimately, sort of like figuring out what the structure looks like and then ultimately kind of throwing it all out the window and just being with whatever it is and just being mm. in the magic mm-hmm. and just 
being reminded that I love my purpose. Like I want everyone to drink the kinky (laughs) Kool-Aid and I'm glad you all had a sip with me over that weekend. It was so much fun. So much fun. Mm -hmm. Yum. Mm -hmm. I will drink whatever you put in front of me. Do you want me to on my knees? So I'll drink it on my knees. Okay. Great. In the corner. Great. On the bench. (laughs) Oh my God. I just want to say real quickly, I want to validate and endorse the shit out of you, Kimmy. It's one thing. There's a lot of incredible leaders and people that can hold space. And you absolutely did that. This whole podcast has spoken to that. But a layer deeper is I like you as a human being. And this was something that I was saying to people, even before we actually met in person, Mm. just having a couple calls. I was like, I see Kimmy becoming a good friend, Mm. just a homie, just somebody that I like to (laughs) kick it with. And it just so happens she brings this incredible expertise to the mix. And you so delivered on that, not having to do anything, just being who you are. And everyone saw that. Mm. And I'm excited to just become closer friends with you. That means so much to me. Honestly, I just moved to Austin and I'm looking to create my own community. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just a lover, you know, I'm a dom, but I'm a lover. And um, I just so appreciate all the gratitude I received over the weekend. It meant the world to me. And in this moment, you guys, I feel so much love and Mm. I appreciate you. I want you to know that it, I I feel it like I'm letting it in and I let it Mm. impact me and, and it, it carries with me and I, and it propels me forward. So thank you so much for fanning my flames. I love you. Mm, We love you too. So, so good. We're doing it. Come on. The work we do matters and fuck do I love it. Yes. yes. All right. Until next time. Mm. Bye. Bye. Bunny out. Thanks. Keep it kinky. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.